This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dum Dums and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. Having been threatened and or saved by Reinheimer, the mystery punchers set out to find the mayoral candidate they were looking for. Red subtly threatened one of Capone's mobsters, Adrian bought a dog from the police force, and Richter discovered a link between the mayor's plan and the occult. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. Richter, you're staring at a map that, even though you're not entirely certain the exact meaning of, you're pretty sure spells doom for Helmfirth. Um, in your various studies of the occult, 
uh, you've considered certainly the idea of ley lines, you've considered the idea of um, interdimensionality, um, all this sort of stuff. You've certainly read about cursed sites, blessed sites, um, all these sorts of things. Um, <clears throat> but the one thing that you've kind of gathered from all of this is that usually nothing good comes from people actively seeking these sites, um, particularly people you don't trust. And if you've ever met untrustworthy people, mm. Tallahassee, uh, Jate, the, I believe, seventh, T. Jate, uh, Michael Shen, Montgomery Greaves, and of course, Donatello Donnie Splinter. I think it was Rick Chen. Rick Chen, I'm sorry. Uh, are not trustworthy people. Um, and certainly from the, the stare down you're observing kind of through your, for lack of a better term, Abed vision of just kind of being like, I don't understand this social interaction, but I can tell that Red's not having a good time. Yeah. Um, has led you to believe that uh, this, this might be trouble. Um, so here's my question to you. Do you think that you would try and conceal the revelation that you've just had that all of the major building sites being set up around town um, are forming a radius uh, around um, the Chapel of Contemplation? Um, or do you think you would, like, how do you think you'd play this? I'm mostly asking because, like, Rick is right there explaining all of this. So he... Yes. I think typically uh, Rick would be very excited to start to collaborate on this. The last person he had a chance to really talk about this stuff with was uh, was Benny. Um, and But I think because it's focused on the chapel, um, that kind of gives it a different context, especially with uh, Red and uh, Addy here. So I will keep it to myself. But... I am, I think, visibly excited and interested in what he's what he's saying, but I won't, I won't uh, show my hand, so to speak. Okay, can you um, please then go ahead and roll me? Hmm. Because it's almost a. Want to see computer use? Yes, yes, I got, it, yes. I got zero uh, in that, so. Yeah, if you can roll me a throw check to see how far you throw <laughs> your emotions. Operating um, heavy machinery? Let's go yeah. with um, just a straight um, intelligence Mechanical check. repair. Straight intelligence? So let's scroll back up. Yeah, to see how good you are at mechanically repairing your face. <laughs> oh my god, I'm fantastic at intelligence. Too big to fail. Uh, that's a success. Great. Um, so yeah, you manage to, even though you're you're excited um, and fired up, you do manage to kind of keep, um, you shift that excitement into uh, excitement about the project, which is actually a skill you've honed over years of um, haggling and trying mm. to buy uh, arcane items from, from dopes who don't know what they have, like that Fletcher woman. Um, so uh, yeah, you're, you're sort of visibly excited. Um, but uh, if you'll recall, the, the uh, mood in the room is a little bit tense as uh, uh, Donnie and Red kind of stare each other down. Um, Adrian, um, you are obviously hypersensitive and hyper aware of any threats to Red. Um, what is going through your head right now? Um, obviously, Richter is getting um, the full speech from um, Rick. 
Montgomery Greaves is probably just kind of uh, starting to like give the wrap it up thing. Um, TJ is just smiling winningly. Um, but uh, Donnie, like you, I guess what I'm kind of curious about is A, what, what's uh, Adrian's mood right now? And B, what what's Adrian's reaction to like mobsters? Because I feel like you've met a lot of these guys over the years. And I'm curious, like Red obviously kind of starts like puffing up a bit to like, get them to face down what's adrian's zone on this i feel like adrian might not actually be aware when people are involved as like mafia people but he's hyper aware when people are rude to red and i feel like that's why his response to like a guy who runs a newspaper who's sort of mean to her and like a guy with a gun is identical and he goes for the throat either way but Hmm. generally speaking i think he wouldn't act unless he saw somebody move against her physically or she told him to slash gave him permission. So he doesn't like Donnie, but there are enough people around that he thinks there probably won't be a fight. Also, he is so proud he got that hanky. Adrian has a plan and he is ready. He is pumped. Excellent. Thank you for remembering about the hanky. Um, and finally, um, Red. Uh, Richter is busy getting uh, a cool nerd speech from a cool nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, again, for, for you, this whole situation has been, been rapidly, um, falling apart. What do you think your strategy here is? Oh, I think I'm just going to treat this as another interaction. I, I have no, I have no plans to start a fight in the future mayor's office. Uh, that's why when he, the last time when he was making those thinly veiled comments about some like low, you know, like small time mobsters from Boston, I was just like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, how sad for them. Like, um, she's not she's not giving up any cards at this point. Uh, it's it's more of a, like, smile now, kill later. All right, fair enough. Um, okay, so um, Richter, um, uh, Rick finishes explaining kind of his, um, sort of the, the baseline theory on some of the architecture. Um, again, if you remember... Uh, a lot of very ornate, um, almost temple architecture. Um, mm-hmm. It feels... Um, Rain, uh, Greek building design? Yeah, Greek building design by way of um, uh, Schumacher, Batman Forever uh, right, right. type stuff. Um, is there anything else you would try and ascertain from this stuff um, before you leave? You can all kind of feel that your your time in the office is running thin. So I recognize that there is a pattern and that it centers around the church. Do I recognize what kind of pattern this is? What these, what the alignment of these structures would be done or used for? Uh, offhand, no. Uh, it's also notable to you that these structures are all very different. So it's not um, like if we're thinking in Indiana Jones terms, it's not like there's all those mirrors and you're like, oh, like all of them has like a crazy Anubis mirror. And if I point all those (laughs) in one place, um, it just seems that they're buying up um, large plots at at sort of positions around it. But it also isn't like a pentagram. Like it, it doesn't seem to be in any specific order. Okay. Um. I don't know if I have much more to do then. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> cool. Um, so um, with that, um, uh, Greaves kind of like clears his throat and um, uh, TJ uh, turns to him and then pauses for a moment, then turns back to uh, the rest of you and he says, 
Well, I'm real sorry, folks. It's been an absolute delight meeting you, but I'm afraid I have to get back to the business of running for mayor. After all, I can't make Helmfirth a better place if I don't get elected first. Am I right? Ha <laughs> ha. No, of uh, and then he, you are. he like punches Adrian in the shoulder playfully and he's like, This guy gets it, don't you, champ? Yeah, we both get it. Uh, and then I hit him in the shoulder, but Adrian is not entirely aware of how to pull punches, so it's considerably harder than it should be for fun. Um, yeah, so you hit him. Uh, Red, this is something you know, right? You're aware that Adrian doesn't know his own strength when it comes to stuff like this? Yeah. Um, so uh, you do exactly what Claire the Human just did, which is like sort of clench your jaw, and it's like, oh, here we go. Um Adrian, when your uh, your fist hits him in the shoulder, he does what you expect everyone to do when this happens, which is not move at all. It's totally fine. Um, Red, uh, you notice that it's it's like a like a light breeze has has passed across him, um, and uh, TJ just continues to smile at Adrian, um, seemingly not registering it. And he's like, "You're good people. Anyway, if you'll excuse me, got marrying to do." Um, and then he, uh, he turns on his heel and, uh, walks, um, sort of a, a very direct line to his office, um, where he closes the door, goes and sits down behind his desk, folds his hands on top of the desk and stares straight ahead. <laughs> uh, Red's going to just kind of take a look at the three other men at the table and just be like, well, I sure do look forward to seeing you fine gentlemen at the fair. And she kind of locks eyes on it with Donnie, gives him a little smile. And uh, walks out. Um, as you start to walk away, uh, you hear Donnie say over your shoulder, Pardon me, miss. Think your shoelace is untied. And then he takes a long drag of his cigar and goes and joins TJ in the office. <laughs> uh, uh, Adrian checks. Are her shoes untied? Uh, Claire, what kind of shoes are you wearing? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's a solid question. Kind of like men's like 1930s flats, you know, like those kind of. Um... So definitely do have laces. Yeah, yeah I guess probably so. cool little leather dongles and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are they untied? No. So Adrian chuckles. That <laughs> guy's stupid. Uh, once we're out and the door is closed, I'm going to turn to uh, to Addy in particular, uh, and just be like, uh, "Remember his face, Addy." Uh, we're going to kill that man. How, how are we gonna... Uh, you're gonna have to give me the knife then, because that's the only thing that makes people disappear so they die. Oh, no, not right now. That This would be an inopportune moment to kill someone right in the mayor, the, the future mayor's office. However, uh, he knows who we are. That's why okay. he mentioned the shoelaces. Yeah, but your shoes are fine. Yes, so he knows we were, he knows about our gang. He's from Austin, he's from Capone's gang. And he's going to kill us if we don't get him first. So can't we just put him to sleep? Because, like, we said you were going to kill the eyeball people. Mm-hmm, and we will. Uh, unfortunately, now, I don't think right now is the time to be raising hackles, should we say. I, I think we should be a little bit more discreet this time. But I promise you, I will let you know. Okay. He's dead. That's enough for him. He's just going to follow instructions. Um, Richter, um, as this scene is playing out with with, uh, them starting to leave, um, Rick uh, grasps 
both of your like one of your hands with two of his hands very warmly um and he he just like looks at you with with a, a genuine uh warmth and almost a degree of gratitude um and he just says uh sir it has been an absolute pleasure talking about my art with you uh i frankly haven't felt uh much in my element since i left home america is about as strange as I imagined, but imagining is one thing and experiencing it is another. And I, I can only assume, um, based on your accent, that you too have, have experienced a bit of this. Um, but I truly appreciate getting a chance to, to just talk to someone on a different level for a while. This has been a true delight. It, uh, it has been a legitimate delight for me as well, Mr. Chen. Uh, and I look forward to speaking with you once again, perhaps exchanging ideas. I would very much appreciate that. Uh, and as you start to pull away, you notice his eyes linger for just a second on the palm of your hand. Uh, and you see him kind of tighten his jaw and almost like give you a little nod. Um, and then you make your way outside. Okay. Where Adrian has just finished describing the difference between <laughs> killing and putting someone to sleep. Right. Okay. Um, I'll come out um, and uh, just, I think, ask the, ask the group, uh, is anyone at all familiar with um, golems? Hmm? I got called that by a guy before we put him to sleep. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, I think it would be prudent to... Uh, read up on that sort of lore. I have a feeling um, may hope, <clears throat> the mayoral hopeful Tallahassee is not entirely human, perhaps only human-shaped. For God's sake, is there anybody normal in this town anymore? You're That's telling me he's a monster? Um, he might be. I, we would need to research a little more, investigate further. Uh, as a matter of fact, the fair would be an excellent opportunity to follow up on some of these theories that we have. Would that have anything to do with the fact that he didn't move an inch when Addy punched him? That is de definitely a contributing factor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's time to lay you guys in on my super smart plan. So, Please, Addy, by all means. What do we know? We know he's got a big house at the edge of town, and we sort of know the neighborhood, but we don't know which house. Well, I have a hanky that smells like the mayor, and I have a poog named Senior Ice Cream. And if we take the poog for a walk, he can find the mayor at his house, and then, because he's a monster, we could kill him. I think that's only for... Trained dog, uh, poogs. I feel like there is a degree of training. It might work. I mean, I don't know the progeny of this dog, but uh, I mean, he is a senior, is and he does work for the police. Yeah, he's a senior, like I said. That is a good point. I forgot he was. I legitimately <laughs> in the game and outside of the game forgot he was a literal police dog. It's probably going to work. Yeah, let's let's do it. <laughs> So you make your way back to the Motel 5 uh, on the edge of town. Um, and uh, Devin is there. Um, just be, and uh, as you walk in, he's like, okay, 
Senior Ice Cream, find sock. Um, and he um, just kind of like waves a sock under the nose of, of the Poog. Uh, and the Poog just bolts out uh, out of the motel across the street, uh, snuffles around in the bushes, and then like comes back with the matching sock. And um, uh, Devin's like, huh. Hey, and as you pull up, he's like, guys, great news. I've got a super smart plan. Look. I figured because this was a police dog that maybe, just maybe, he'd be good at, at finding... track down Zemeo? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Addy uh, suggested that uh, before we came over here. This is great news, David. You're as smart as me. He, uh, he smiles and he's like, I'll take that as a high compliment. Thank you, Adrian. You should. Okay, um, I'd like the knife now, please. No, oh. no, we're not doing anything with the knife right now. We are just on investigative duty. Do you understand? I, I understand, but when we need to use it, then I'll be ready. Well, I, I, I don't think we're going to be killing anybody today. And however, your fists are just as powerful as any knife, remember? That's not true. My fist didn't hurt that ghost, and I needed the knife to kill the monster person in that house. And he's a monster, I found out. Yes, but he's not a ghost. I didn't say he was a ghost. He's a monster. No, but what I'm saying is that the knife kills the ghost. It killed the monster man. Addy, uh, monster is a very, very broad sort of catch-all for for many kinds of cryptids and creatures and things like that. We need to investigate further so that we know what kind of genus this may may or may not be, and then we can refine the perfect weapon to take him out. And then by all means... I would be happy to have you wield it to to end him, if he is in fact some kind of creature. But I mean, if if Red has the guns and you have your spooky German gun and I've got the knife, then everybody has a thing. Right now, I don't. We're not using the spooky German gun. Why not? I am also quite uh, hesitant to use this weapon. But it has we, Jesus lightning. We don't know what it does. We don't know where it came from, and we don't know who created it. Those three things make it volatile in my books, and I don't want any volatility going into the house of a soon-to-be mayor. That would look bad on our part. The fact it was provided to me by Reinheimer gives me, give me, gives me some concern about using it. I believe the word is pause. Yeah, pause. So I say we you, we do your excellent idea, Addy, and we take she she sighs. She we take your poog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we go and see uh, which house is the mayor's. Okay. But we're not going to kill him, at least not right now. I'm not making any promises, okay? If he's got an eyeball on him, that guy fucking gets it. No. It's about on family. my command. <laughs> Corona. Uh, Richter's gonna just kind of like lean towards Red and just very discreetly speak into her ear. Um, when it comes down to it, could you in fact prevent Addy from doing whatever he wanted? And she pauses and contemplates and then then just nods almost imperceptibly. Okay. 
Yeah, gut. Das ist gut. Hey, Friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yeah, so I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably, probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right, that address that I totally just said. Go there, join Dum Dums and Dice, support the show. It's going to be great. Um, Red, as you do so, you briefly, just for the, the, the briefest split second, um, remember trying to um, catch the beam that was falling, only to be pushed out of the way by a very different Addy. And you wonder whether or not that is true. Um, Devin, meanwhile, is like, hey, so you guys are talking a lot of murder. Um, what did you find out about Tallahassee? Uh, here's my question. Do you fill Devin in on all the details? Richter would start. I'll tell you that. Uh, I think Red would be okay with him telling him as long as he's not going to interfere in our plans. I mean, you get the sense from him not immediately fleeing the room that he's probably on board-ish. Um, plus, given that he's been kind of um, hunting the inheritors for a while, um, he seems more like a, a, a Xander in the greater scheme of things, more an investigatory guy than a punchy-punchy murder guy. Um, but, um, okay, yeah, I was just curious. So you I was say, him- Adrian doesn't understand secrets, but he also doesn't really understand what's going on. So he yeah. <laughs> gives as much as you would expect. Fair enough. So um, you fill him in. Uh, he kind of nods. He's like, that's, uh, wow. Okay, so Benny really was onto something, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Richter, did you get the impression that Rick Chen knew exactly what he was doing or that he just had to build these buildings? He is following two kinds of designs, it seems. One is conventional architecture, although quite exotic. Uh, and the other is following some sort of pattern. Um, there is purpose to the placement of each of these structures. And they all appear to be around the church. The church is at the center. Yes, my, I, I, I should... Um... Respeak. Uh, that's not a word. <laughs> it was should, in 1930. Should, it was in 19. I should respeak. Um, did you get the sense that, like, he understands the implications of what he's doing, or is he taking orders as to where he is building these buildings and asking no questions? Oh no, it is. Uh, it is something he seems quite proud of. Uh, this vision he has, although I do not fully understand it, so I'm not sure how well he understands it. Does that make sense? Uh, there are many stories uh, where I come from uh, of, of mortals uh, meddling in the affairs of higher beings and things like that. Uh, and usually it is the mortals who end up paying for it. I'm just trying to get the sense of whether everybody connected to the mayor is gonna have to die at some point or whether there are any innocent parties in this. But Adrian's it doesn't sound like, like there are sitting on the floor petting senior ice cream with like his legs crossed he just raises his hand like he's got a question yes addy uh is my house in the way of the plans that's a good question is it 
Um, not from what you've seen, just from the, the initial sketches. Um, that said, uh, Montgomery was interested in buying the property. Uh, it seems this might be a Kenneth Knott question. I wonder, uh, she pauses, I wonder if Kenneth Knott is working for this potential mayor and buying oh, yes. up all of these places. Oh, he is. I would think so, yeah. The convincing raises his hand again. Yes, Eddie. Can we go to Kenneth Knott? I don't know his name. Can we go to Ken Doll's house and then be like, we're going to buy that church. And then he'd be like, I'm scared. And I'd be like, I'll squeeze your jam out. And then he'll sign it. And then we own the church. So they can't build a weird thing there. That would be a decent deterrent for now. Although I feel like given the, shall we say, unsavory nature of these gentlemen, I don't know how long that would keep them from their ultimate goal. Is the church one of the locations they're buying, or is it just circling the church? It is at the center. I don't, I, we would have to ask Kenneth Knott if the church is even for sale. Um, you would, uh, Richter, from your looking at the map, um, there were sites being purchased in the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the building itself, uh, the church itself was not one of the buildings listed. It just is clearly at the center of. Okay. While the church is at the center of this, uh, map that they are making. Um, it did not appear to have been purchased. I don't know if it's even for sale. I think that's an excellent idea in theory, Addy, but unfortunately, uh, since the church doesn't seem to be one of the buildings that they're attempting to sell, us buying it wouldn't get in the way of their weird little mystic ritual. What if it we might- just like blow the church up with dynamite? Do you have dynamite? No. Well, neither do I. <laughs> Could it, we ask Ice Cream Man? He's got all the cool stuff. We don't even have to buy it if we just blow it up. Oh, the, the church. I thought you were implying that we steal from an arms dealer. Uh, no, he's a friend. I he's see. A, yes. Yep. Um, I mean... The church, if you'll remember, is uh, essentially rubble at this point. Um, there's, uh, it's kind of the burnt out husk of, of what it once was. Mm. Again, I, I'm liking the way that your brain is going very much, Addie. I just, I feel like whatever they're trying to harness in that building wasn't attached to the stones itself. I think we should go back to your original plan and see if we can find where this mayor lives and take it one step at a time from there. Adi, I am sensing a, a desire from you for for action. Yeah, something you you something must be done. You must do something. But I am saying that first we must accumulate more knowledge. We need to be informed before we take action. Do you understand, Adi? Kind of. I mean, let me, let me see if I can. I can only remember you. like one thing at a time. So yeah. like if I learn three things, that's a real waste. Let uh, Allow me to um, uh, explain this to you, perhaps in a way that uh, you can relate to a little more. Let us imagine it is your, it is someone's birthday. Yeah? Oh, it's that's birthday. good. 
That is good. And it's someone, let's say it is Red's birthday, in fact. Someone who you care about. That's a good birthday. She it's doesn't a, like parties, but I get to have my own cake if I, I don't guess, tell anybody. It's a secret. I just told you, but don't tell anybody. I, I will not. This is okay. a hypothetical. Uh, secret so, birthday. Yeah. Um, you like Red. You want to get her a present that is special and just for her, right? Yeah. If you've got, the, the presents that you got Red would not be uh, a present that you would get for me because it is special and it is for Red, right? So in the same way, we need to figure out what Mayor Tallahassee's very special present is before we can give it to him, yeah? Wait. So we're gonna give a monster a present? And she's just gonna look at Richter and be like, it was, it was a good thought. Well, give, give, let me try one more thing here. Yes, but imagine the present is the way in which we murder him. We're gonna put a knife in a cake. Uh, and Adrian's <laughs> just so pumped to put a knife into a cake and bring it to the mayor. Okay, yeah, you were right, Red. I, I'm sorry. It's birthday time and you guys better read some books. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, you, um, you grab the, the, the poog because um, if, if there's a birthday afoot, Adrian will not be detained. No. Um, you, uh, you pile into the car uh, yet again. Um, and you take off for kind of the rough area that um, Tallahassee had identified with, uh, of course, Senior Ice Cream riding up front being a very good poog. Um, you arrive uh, in a fancy-ass neighborhood um, that uh, I think has sprung up since you left town. Um, I think this is a... Oh. Relatively... Oh, not since I left town. Since no, they no, no. Left town. Sorry, I was yes, like, holy yes, yes. shit, that's oh, yeah, a quick yeah. turnaround time. <laughs> It's a haunted, it's haunted gentrification. (laughs) The scariest thing is that it's real and unstoppable. The rich move quickly and they cannot be slowed. Every one of these is just full of temporary rental units for Airbnb. My God. Um, Spooky cheers made its way into our game. (laughs) We we did it. So you... um, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's very much uh, almost like an annex on the edge of town of of uh, expensive houses that have been built uh, with the speed that you're used to seeing wealthy buildings be built, um, particularly in that post-war boom uh, before the current post-war bust. Um, so <laughs> you let um, the poog out, who 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 who, and uh, you. Ugh. Um, get him to um, sniff the uh, the handkerchief, and uh, he kind of like looks up, uh, looks around, smells the handkerchief again, and then he goes over and starts smelling the car. What like part of the under, car? Under the car. Uh, and then eventually he he makes his way back to kind of like the exhaust pipe, and they start sniffing around there. I, I I go over and lift the car up to see if there's Ooh. if the mayor's under the car. You roll me a strength check there, Holmes. Yeah, that seems reasonable. <laughs> that is a hard success. Nice. nice. You've never met a car you couldn't lift, particularly <laughs> when there's a birthday at stake. Um, so, like you're uh, a mother trying to save their infant trapped under a car, you summon strength you you knew you had, uh, and you lift the car up a little bit. Um, and uh, Senor Ice Cream seems very confused about this. 
Um, and then he, he just kind of goes back and sits down and, and stares at Red. There's no, no mayor hopeful under the car. He's not pulling the sideshow bob. Just <laughs> cling it on. Uh, I, I'm going to turn to Richter and say, uh, do you have any idea what uh, Golem would leave behind or, or what's entailed that he might be sniffing the car? Well, again, it is only a Siri, but Golems are made out of inorganic material. Uh, clay, rock, sometimes metal. Um, these are just stories that I've read. Um, uh, Tom, would I be able to research this further to either confirm or remove it from my list of theories that the mayor might be some kind of construct? Yeah, go ahead and let's say this is a... Um, hmm, it's not a mythos check per se. Are you looking for library use? Or would this be a cult if it's just what he knows about weird construct lore? Yeah, I would, I would take a cult... Uh, yeah. If it's just from general knowledge, I would take library use. Technically, it's only supposed to be used in a library, but I would take oh. it as almost a stress thing from one of our other games where retroactively, if you roll well, you remember what you looked up in the library that one time. We stopped on the way here. Well, no, I, I think honestly, it, it's the kind of thing where like when I was a kid, I was really obsessed with like going my one of my pals and I, uh, Jen, she and I would like go to the library and just take out all the books on ghosts we could get and just like read up on ghosts and be like wouldn't it be spooky if ghosts yeah. um so this is you just being like i know i read a bunch of books on golems okay well, i remember we, them you want to say library use then or a cult I'll, I'll leave it up to you a cult would a more cult just... it's just more direct it's just like okay, oh sure. i'm going through my mental rolodex that's a good number y'all that's nice. a 15, so 13's gotta be, where's the cult gone? There we go. Woo! That is an extreme success. You wrote the book on <laughs> Oh, right, I wrote a book on golems. Yeah. I, just just call you J.R.R. Tolkien, because you wrote How a book on golems. Is. Yeah, that's What's the right. title of your book on golems, Richter? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> what, what's the title of your book on golems? Oh, my precious. You know. Yeah, yeah, my precious. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a drawer oh. draft. Um, it's a sex doll book from an old German man. <laughs> yeah. My Precious, um, based on the novel Push. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sir. Damn, son. Uh, it's, uh... I was going to say, what's your sister's yeah. name in this again? Ingrid. Yeah, yeah. So it's based on the novel Push by Ingrid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Well done, sir. Fuck. That's... Got there eventually. Thank you, Claire, for helping yeah, me out yeah. while I was like, oh, you know, book title. Gotcha. <laughs> um yeah so richter um you've uh you've read up on on uh golems what's interesting i think to you and because you got an extreme success i'll give this to you is um uh so the golem um comes out of uh jewish jewish mythology mm -hmm. and uh was traditionally clay that said one of the things you've found interesting about the era in which you live is with the rapid advancements, particularly following the First World War in technology, you've always been curious what the next step would be. So watching um, Senior Ice Cream, CSI, smell the car and kind of thinking about the idea of a golem, you've never read about a metal golem, but that doesn't mean there couldn't be one. Okay. Okay. So my... Okay. But also, given that uh, Senior Ice Cream went immediately to the car, either Tallahassee fucked with your ride, or yeah. that's likely somehow involved in him. Okay. 
and he went to the tailpipe ultimately yeah um so he could smell uh yeah oil and exhaust yeah okay um okay so with that information um richter will say um yeah, he'll he'll kind of cover uh, in 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 Jewish uh, mythology, um, the golem uh, was made of clay. However, um, given that we might be dealing with a golem here and now, perhaps a more modern material such as metal is being used, like the metal found in a car, perhaps even. Uh, the mayor is some sort of sophisticated machine who runs on gasoline and oil, right? It, it, uh, it will be hard to tell without further investigating. Um, Adrian, um, as you've been putting the car down slowly, your eye catches uh, one of your favorite things because they often mean birthdays. They're those red, white, and blue crepe paper fucking circles that American politics seem to like in movies. Um, and there is one house that is just decked out in those, which probably means it's someone important's birthday in that house. Guys, I figured out where the birthday is. Uh, and then he's just going to take off running, just like Eddie. a little kid on his way to a party. Just gone. Bam. To that house. I'm going to run after him. I'm going to drive the car. I'm going to <laughs> drive the car. It's over. not very far away. It's 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 like three houses down. <laughs> so you bring oh, the car okay. around and drive. Yeah, yeah. Rick is just going to drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like it's the beginning of it follows. Addy just sprints across a lawn. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a it's a nice big house. There's a sort of a, a big beautiful tree in the front yard. Uh, and yeah, it is decked to the gills in Americana. Um, and uh, as you approach Red, you're, you're relieved to see a sign, uh, too small to be seen from the street, but uh, it's a very small, tasteful sign that says, um, vote TJ, it's going to be great, um, next to the door. Right. Uh, do I catch up with Addy? No, he's way too fast. He, oh, he is the Sonic the Hedgehog of humans. Uh, okay. Let's just say that uh, Adrian Diesel is both fast and furious. Wow, okay. Fast and jovial because it's a birthday. Mm, mm-hmm. mm, yep. So he uh, homeforth drifts up to the door. Uh, Addy, what do you do when you reach the door? Oh, I knock very politely but excitedly, and I will keep knocking until the door opens. Addie, Addie, they're gonna let us in. Um, Don't go in. So um, someone opens the door, um, and you see just like a very classic um, sort of '30s housewife garb so like the apron and uh she's got like uh oven mitts on um and um to your surprise addy she's holding a cake happy birthday to you i brought gifts for the party and she she just kind of looks at you she smiles and she just says well silly he hasn't been elected yet but we sure would like some gifts for the party when he is I'm afraid my husband, TJ, isn't here right now. Would you like some cake? I baked it fresh. Yes, please. I like you very much. Well, and I like you. Seems like you'd be the right kind of fella to vote TJ. It's going to be great. Sure. Maybe my vote could be my gift. That would be the greatest gift of all, because that's a gift for you, too. 
Come on in. Okay. Uh, and he'll kind of go in. Um, and Red, as you um, sprint up to the door, you arrive just in time to hear it close and lock four times. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan the Plant at the Ryan the Plant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye Put is over there, head. and the other eye is rolled over exactly there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. <laughs> I've rolled a one. Are oh, you so, rolled a so. one? Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. 